Great to have this guy on board. Really appreciate him spending some time with us during the playoff pressure that's building for this team. Seventh-round draft choice out of Texas Christian University, a San Antonio native. Had a very impressive training camp. He wasn't afraid to stick his nose in there and do some thumping. Made the final roster. He has dressed all 16 games A special team standout. Made the first special teams tackle of the night last night. Ladies and gentlemen, Ty Summers, our guest this evening. Hello, Ty. Thank you. Congratulations, man. Thank you very much. Playoff unbeaten in your professional career. Trying to keep that thing going. Too. Yeah, it's yeah, at forward. least one more for sure. Uh, what was the atmosphere like? Uh, you guys didn't look like you had any kind of bye week blahs like some teams did this past weekend. Came out firing, uh, and uh, it was just a really energetic night. Oh, yeah. I mean, energetic, electric. I mean, those are all the words to describe it. I mean, at one point, people started swinging the towels. Thought we had our own little terrible towel thing yeah, kind of going. Yeah. That was it was beautiful. I loved it. Yeah, even Lafleur said that, that got his attention. He says he's really you know dialed in and everything. All of a sudden, he just kind of looked up and saw all the towels waving around, the fans going crazy, and he just kind of got a lump in his throat there for a minute before he could call the next. Oh, play. it was beautiful. Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> so, uh, how did you get it done again? Uh, what do you think were the keys to uh, to the win last night? I mean, I think the biggest thing. I mean, Seattle's a very good. Very good football team. Uh, so the best thing we had to do was just focus on doing our 111. That's one of the things we emphasized on, is not trying to do too much, not letting the, the level of this game, being a playoff game, not letting that distract us and keep doing what we've been doing all season, is that's finding a way to win every single play, every series, and then ultimately the game. I don't know if it's you, me, LaFleur, the fans, but this 111 thing, holy cow, it's coming out of every one of your mouths every day <laughs> for you- the last – Month. Do you guys get paid every time yeah. you mention it? Yeah, no, really? no, I wish. That'd be you nice. should. I know, you should. seriously. But, but uh, I mean, I heard that a lot. I actually have been saying that a lot, too. I mean, in college. Really? Yeah, so I mean, I'm kind of used to that. So I was able to, to go along with that easily because that's something. That in New England, it's do your job. Yes. That's Belichick's yeah. phrase. Just that's the do mantra. Your job. Yeah. Same, okay. that's and it's the same idea, kind but... of thing here. 111, but it is bought in. And this is a team to me, Ty. And explain kind of the feeling from within the locker room that everyone, no matter you a special teamer, Z a star, Aaron Rodgers superstar, has each other's back. Yeah, I mean, that's the biggest thing. I think that's why we've been able to be so successful is because we all care about each other. I mean, we all realize that each of us has a role, and we're going to do it to the best of our ability and whatever that role is. And that can change throughout the season with injuries, people stepping up, whatever it is. But it's finding a way to be the best unit. And I feel like that's something that this team's been able to do. So you knew what your role was going to be mm-hmm. once you made the 53. Let's go get the kicks. Let's cover exactly. the kicks. Hey. Let's protect. You're be the fine best with that. special teams guy I can be until I get the chance to get out there and play some defense. You know, that's hard. You played so many straight games down at TCU with the Frogs, and, and, and you get to this level, and you're playing, but you're playing sparingly. I don't know how many snaps have you had on D this year. I haven't yeah. had any yet. You haven't had a single snap nope. on the defensive 11 yet? Nope. So, I mean, all I can do is, I mean, I've got Blake Martinez to look up to, B.J. Goodson, older guys, and so they've taught me a lot. And so I've taken it as, as an opportunity to, one, get my body healthy, and two, get my mind right for to see what, you know, what it actually is but like. But you had so, to know as a seventh rounder, this is the ticket, this is, this is the plan. Mm-hmm. It's like you're an apprentice, you know, carpenter, apprentice plumber. Here's exactly. where you got to start, and you got to make an impact. You're not going to be around. Exactly. That's the plan. I mean, that's and that's where guys like me, like you said, make their money starting off, you know, and then something happens or 
people get moved around and all of a sudden it's my opportunity and I got to go capitalize on it. I'm fully prepared to do that whenever that time comes. Talk about the mentality it takes to be a successful special teams player. Uh, you got to be unselfish, I would say, because a lot of it has to do with running down in your lane. You know, regardless of the balls over there, you got to stay in your lane. You can't just try to go make the play because if you get out of there, then all of a sudden there's a, two lanes, there's a big open gap that they can hit. And so it's all about, you know, it's the dirty work. And so yeah, I thought you had to fail your psychological profile to be a special team kamikaze <laughs> guy to fly yeah, down. Exactly. Not it as takes a unique well, aggression, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Not as violent as it used to be. I mean, you you got a standstill start now on kickoffs, right? I don't, which I don't really know what an extra four yards is going to really change. But, I mean, I'm sure I guess they it They say the bit. collisions, you I know, guess, on the know. opposite 30 are like car wrecks. Oh, yeah. No, I don't. That they still are, aren't they? Oh, yeah. yeah. They're still getting pounded. Heck, yeah. But it's fun. I mean, whenever I, all, I, all I know is, is those are the reps that I'm getting for that game, you know, I don't mind throwing my body around. And you're on just about every unit, plays. right? Yeah, I'm on all Cover and yeah. returns? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you're getting a lot of snaps anyway. Yeah, I'm definitely, I feel like I'm running a track meet out there, all those kickoffs. I'm like, my hamstrings start getting sore. I'm like, good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> good thing you were so, some ice on them or something. Yeah, really. You're a. Uh, Seventh rounder out of TCU. Where were you? Who were you with when you got the call from the Green Bay Packers? I was with my family and my now fiance um, and some friends as well. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, no, uh, I, I think that deserves applause. Right. Now's fiance. Yeah, Come on. Back there. Packers <laughs> fans also like true love in this exactly. city, don't they? Come on. But uh, yeah, I was with them at. Uh, at a hotel up in, uh, well, I'd say it was right between, I guess, I don't know if you'd call it Frisco. No, it's in um, kind of towards South Lake area over by Dallas. And we were just right. kind of hanging out, watching it. I was really expecting to go earlier from everything I'd heard. And so um, I was sitting in this room with all of them. We were watching it. I got frustrated. I was like, all right, this is going a lot later than I expected. So we went outside of the pool, a little nice setting. Yeah, you're going late Saturday now. Aren't yeah, you? exactly. Yeah. Hanging out. And then sure enough, ended up getting the call. Um, so it was it was a pretty exciting experience. I was kind of like, hey, wait, y'all are drafting me right now? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Green Bay Packers? Are oh, yeah. All right. Hey, guys, this is for real right I now. Can't like, that. I can't yeah, it was, it was did pretty you, exciting. Did you immediately jump into the pool and just sort of scream? I thought about the cannonball kind of right? thing. Yeah. But I was like, you know, I'm going to keep my cool right now. There's a lot of people out here. So now I was just, you know, kind of say, hey, guys, it's here. And they all got excited, came around with the cameras, you know, that whole thing. And. I was like, all right, let's get to work. What what round were you expecting to be picked in? I had a lot kind of – I had, I'd say, probably five or six that my age was very confident in for, like, the fourth round, the fourth or fifth round. And it was kind of like, okay, you're not going to fall past the six, like sixth round. Like, when that – like, you're not going to last past the fifth round is what he was saying. And so whenever the sixth round came and I still hadn't gotten cold, I was like, all right. All right. I was Find like, a get agent. a little antsy. Find I was like, agent. come on. <laughs> yeah, really. And then I was like, you know what? Ultimately, uh, what caused me to stop stressing, I was like, I'm, I'm a real faithful guy. So I was like, God has a plan. And I was like, you know what? It's, it's going to put me where I need to be. So I'm just going to be patient. Just wait for it. And sure enough, ended up getting the call. Being a seventh round draft pick, yes, you're a draft pick, but there's still no guarantee you're going to make that final 53. What was cut down day like for you how was that Saturday it was kind of the same thing I was like you know what I did everything that I feel like I could obviously there was areas that I I knew I wish I would have done better but I couldn't go back and fix it so I was like you know what uh, if I'm intended to be here I'm gonna be here and so I just I didn't even stress about it because hmm. I knew I mean I just knew I, I knew I would be on a team like I, I felt very confident that regardless if it was with the Packers I would be on a team so 
I wasn't really worried about. I was obviously hoping I was going to be here because I'd already built up, you know, connection with the coaches and players, and I love. I really loved it here. I enjoyed it a lot, and so I was very fortunate that it worked out for me to be here. You had that nice preseason moment, that pick six against Kansas City. Yeah. You get the Lambo leap out of the way. Yeah. What What was that experience like for you? Man, that was crazy. I actually, like, weirdly called that that day. No way. Yeah, I was sitting in our cafeteria before the game, kind of talking to these guys, and I was like, okay, for all I know, this could be my last time playing in Lambo, right? And I was like, you know what? I really would love the opportunity to do a Lambo leap. Like, at some point in my pack career, it's like, whether that's today or whether that's in 10 years, like – I would love to have that opportunity, and sure enough, it ended up coming later that game, so it was pretty crazy. What's it feel like with a bunch of strangers just grabbing and pawing at you when, you're, when you've jumped in the stands? See, That's got to feel weird. <laughs> I feel like I had so much going on in my mind. Like, my adrenaline was so high. Like, probably the highest it's ever been in my entire life. I didn't even know what was happening. Like, I just remember getting hit everywhere and just being like, I just scored a touchdown. Like, what the heck is going on right now? And I got to the sideline, and I about feel like I about passed out. I was, like, breathing so hard, <laughs> yeah. like, hyperventilating. But, I mean, no, it was definitely one of the top ex- top five experiences of anything I've ever done in my entire life. All right, well done. Football, do you got it in a nice little case? That, that touchdown yeah, football, got a, you got it yeah, at home? Yeah, I actually had it just sitting in the, on my chest at home, and then – my fiance was very sweet and got a little a little box to put it in, nice. so it looks all nice so now. Yeah, all, so right. all right, all right, all right. Hey, tell her to find room for that Super Bowl ring, right? Exactly. All right. Get a nice yeah, case for to that. go along with the engagement ring. Exactly. Well did, done. Did yeah. she did she get the nice little case for it before she was your fiance or after? Well, see, she we got engaged in July, so it's been a little while. Okay. So all right. All, nice. Of course, all right. it was close after, enough. You know, close yeah. enough. Glad well to done. see the love still is there. That's all right. good. That's exactly. good. Exactly. All right, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, it's back to Santa Clara for the pack. How are they gonna get over the Niners and get their way to Miami? Ty Summers, our guest. We'll talk it over next when the fifth quarter returns. Right after this. To the fifth quarter, live from the turn, powered by Top Golf Swing Suites. Your hosts, Mark Daniels, Matt Z. Welcome back, everybody, for the season of the fifth quarter here and uh, eighth NFC Championship game all time for the Green Bay Packers, 95, 96, 97. The Mike Holmgren era, loss, loss, win, uh, win. Uh, they got to the two straight Super Bowls. Uh, then it was a little bit of a dry spell until 2007, right? 2010, 2014, yeah. 2016, 2000. And, well, now 20, but the 19th season. So, number eight for the Packers all-time. Second all-time against the 49ers. Beat them 23-10. We're going to visit, revisit that game a little bit later on. But it is the Niners again. And that was not a good day, Ty. 37-8 the final. Coming off the bye. Long trip to the West Coast. After Matt LaFleur took you guys out early to San Diego. Or to San Diego. I still do that. To L.A. for the Charger game. That didn't work so well. Uh, then you flew out the day before against the Niners, and that did not go well. Uh, have you talked about just anxious to get another shot? Does it matter who you play? That kind of thing since the game ended last night? I mean, no. Obviously, we knew who we'd end up playing. Yeah. You know, after we played, we knew it was San Francisco. And for us, it's, we're, like, we're excited. You know, it's a chance of redemption a little bit, you know, because obviously I left a bad taste in our mouth. That's not at all how you ever want to go home after a game. 
Um, so we're kind of excited with the opportunity to go and show them, like, all right, that was a fluke. You know, we're going to go show you what. Yeah, it was the worst about. of the season, no question. I mean, Rodgers fumbled early, yeah. right? You fell behind right away. Uh, explosives were an issue. Kittle, monster game. Tough to that guy. Uh, and, uh, and it was 23 nothing, I think, at halftime. It just not a good, good day at all. But you know what? Since then, uh, you guys haven't lost six in a row since that trip out to Santa Clara. And I remember Mike Patton talking about how the over-communication kind of got us early defensively. We didn't talk as much. We kind of figured out we didn't need to talk as much. Here's how we're going to get right in position and start executing a little bit better. Uh, and it just seemed things started coming together on that side of the ball since that game. Yeah, I mean, I'd have to agree. And I think the biggest emphasis was communication. I mean, just making sure that everyone's on the same page. Because I mean, our defense, the defense is built to stop people as long as everyone does what they're supposed to do, the 111. Yeah, here we go again. Wish I was getting paid for that. Yeah, really. But, <laughs> I mean, it's one of the, yeah, exactly. It's one of those things that, I mean, that, that's, that's how you have a good defense. And so, since we started doing that, obviously you've seen a lot more, you know, success in that side of the ball. But yesterday, I mean, it was, uh, Marshawn Lynch is nowhere near Marshawn Lynch. He's hardly the beast mode anymore. He's kind of a, he's still a tough, hard-nosed runner, I get. But, what, two yards of carry in his three games back? Yeah. He got the end zone a few times. Good second effort on the run. It, it now looks like all he eats is Skittles. That's it, kind of what his body type And I would have like. loved I did go I did go to the Seattle press conferences because the Packers were all done and the Seahawks were kind of dilly dallying around. I don't know if you've seen the Marshawn Lynch one minute post gamer yeah, on, on Twitter or anywhere, but it was profanity laced. I can't play it on the air tonight. But he was really different. But Rogers is still tight <laughs> with him. Anyway. I think you have to be in a, a certain state of mind to understand uh, yes, that press uh, conference. Where he's going with that. Yeah. But Hopefully you got the running game chicken, shut down. Yeah. Okay. DK Metcalf wasn't a factor. And he was the next coming of Calvin Johnson after what happened in Philadelphia in their wild card victory. Not much from him. Lockett made some plays. But Russell Wilson, what were the guys saying? Coming off the sidelines after this guy scrambling around, running crazy, making extended plays, and bringing him back. What was kind of the chatter on the sidelines about how to get that under control? We got to stop him. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing else you can say. I mean, it's tough. That guy's slippery. I mean, just wa even watching him play. I mean, this, he just bends and moves in all different directions. He's so small, you can't even see him back there half the time. So, I mean, it's one of those things, the challenge, we knew that going in. And it was something that I guess we held him just enough. Just five enough. Five points. <laughs> it's tough to cover a guy for 10 seconds. Oh, yeah. He, I mean, that's no what they were talking about, too, going in. It was like, hey, get ready to run an extra couple miles this game if you're on defense. I mean, because that's just how it is. Start yeah, scrambling around. So the GPS, the GPS like, data is going to go off the charts this oh, game yeah. for the defenders <laughs> trying to run him down. Yep. And it was an issue. But uh, the way you guys have done it time after time this season, when a play needs to be made, plays were made. I mean, that Preston sack mm -hmm. really settled it. Yep. No, I mean, I agree. I mean, it's big-time players going to make big-time plays, and someone's got to stand up, and we've always been fortunate enough to have someone that's been able to do that in the right time. What's your view of Z and P as linebackers in this game? Oh, I mean, I think they're relentless. I think it's a good word for them that describes them. I mean, they're just constantly getting after the guys they're facing. I mean, even with double teams or even triple teams, I mean, they're just they're a force. What are they up to, about 30 sacks combined now? I think just under, maybe 29 yeah, and a half. close. Something like that. That's just ridiculous numbers. That's a lot. That is a lot of sacks. No question. We mentioned you played your college ball at TCU. How'd you end up there? Uh, TCU, I didn't have a lot of offers coming out. Um, because I had suffered injuries my freshman, sophomore, and junior years of high school. And so really going, I only had, going to my senior year, I had three games on varsity that had started. 
and or played. I didn't even start those games. Um, but so I only had one offer going into my senior year. That was from Rice, and that was to play like an H back kind of wildcat quarterback, one of those things. Because you played a little dual threat QB in high yeah, school, played, right? I yeah, I that was yeah. Taysom Hill too. Exactly. Hey, hey, come on now. Yeah. But uh I mean no, so it was it was something that that was the only offer I had and I went and did really well at these camps and sure enough got rice. Okay, you know, hey, I'll take it. Division one Houston, i I committed to him. Um, went out and balled out my senior year, really good year. Started getting some calls, but teams don't, you know, sign quarterbacks as seniors because they already have their quarterbacks as juniors or sophomores. Okay. So I was kind of stuck with that, but like I had offers from schools like TCU, I had teams calling like Baylor, Northwestern, stuff like that, um, about playing linebacker. And I was like, you know what, man, I can do, I can play linebacker. You kind of had <laughs> to know that quarterback wasn't going to be your position, or did you think you could still do it? at the next level no i mean i definitely could do it i knew i could do it but i just i knew it wasn't gonna be an opportunity like i had like division one double a schools all of them were quarterback right. and so i could have done it but it was just hey i want to play in a big a big time football okay the, the high division one big 12 kind of thing and so i was like you know what i'll play nose guard if that's what you're <laughs> need. i mean put me at that level of level of play and i'll get after it you might have to put on a few pounds if you wanted to do a little that bit. probably yeah. like 50 pounds yeah but, uh, <laughs> so being a dual threat qb and then TCU says, hey, we want you as a linebacker, do that sort of thing. How did that transition go? I'd say it went pretty smooth because as a quarterback, I mean, you're obviously the quarterback. You run the whole thing, the whole show on offense. And as a linebacker on defense, typically you're like seen as the quarterback of the defense. you got to be vocal. I mean, I was already an aggressive player as is. Like I ran for almost as many yards as I threw and, and way more touchdowns than I threw. But so it's kind of like it kind of it correlated a little bit with the physicality. Yeah. So how do, how did the understanding of the position of quarterback help you as a defensive player? I mean, because I remember as a quarterback, I used to okay, I'd, I'd read keys, you know, so I'd, I'd know which route I would throw based on how the linebacker plays his coverage, you know, or how just reading the defense in general. So I mean, I understood how defenses played, and so then it translated to linebacker when I played because I was like, okay, I kind of know what a quarterback's thinking. So if I understood the route combinations are going to be okay. coming in front of me, then I could then in a way try to bait the quarterback into throwing it where I wanted him to, or making him throw it, you know, short so I can go make the tackle, whatever it was. Right. At TCU, what what kind of defensive style was it? What were your responsibilities? What were the challenges of that defense? I mean, we ran a four-two-five, and so what? And you look at our defense now at TCU; it's like guys that weigh like two fifteen playing linebacker. So it's a lot of speed on the field, and so it's it's really a lot of safety. So for mm -hmm. me, um, my role I had to cover a lot of receivers. Like we didn't like we're do here. We drop into zones and kind of look at the quarterback. Like I had to chase receivers all around the field. As well as playing the B gap, so it was kind of it was it was complex and it asked a lot. But I mean, I would say it was a very effective defense. I mean, we were first in the Big Twelve. I think every year I was there, and they were first this year too. And I think that coverage skill is probably what attracted Packer scouts. Yeah, I definitely. I think it definitely helped. I think even my junior year, like PFF, had me record as like the second base great graded linebacker in coverage. And okay. I think just because of all the reps that I had at it and all everything that it taught me. You know, Based on what I had to and do with, with and the way the NFL game is going now, spread it out, lots of misdirection, lots of motion. They go, oh, guys, that can run. Yeah, now. a lot of college, a lot of college plays translating into the NFL right Indeed. now. Indeed. At what point in your college career at TCU did you really start to feel confident that the NFL was going to be the next step for you? Um, I mean, after my freshman year, I only started, I think, five games by 86 tackles as a redshirt freshman. So I was like, okay, like. You know, I'm doing all right. I got Walter Camp, National Defense Player of the, of the Week, you know, and all that's kind of like little, little awards like that. And I was like, okay, like, I'm doing all right. And then I had 121 tackles sophomore year. I think after that, 
was like, all right, I think the NFL can be legit. I just need to finish strong. And so, you know, I gave him all, had a couple of high ankle sprains, kind of threw me off. So it was, it was a hard road to get here, yeah. but ultimately still resulted in a seventh round draft pick, which is crazy. And a full season worth of work. Well done. Ty Summers, our guest tonight. We're going to take another break when we come back. NFC Championship Sunday, right around the corner for the pack. We'll return to the turn, powered by Top Golf Swing Suite in a minute. Turn, powered by Top Golf Swing Suites. Your hosts, Mark Daniels, Matt Z. All right, welcome back, everybody. Ty Summers, our guest tonight, the rookie backer of the Horn Frog from TCU. Most famous TCU Packer draft choice? I'm trying to think. Kenneth Davis, running back, maybe? Remember him? Yeah, former uh, Buffalo Bill? lineman, too. Um, huh? Was drafted here. Offensive lineman. Drafted probably eight, nine years nine years ago. Really? I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look I it up. Blanket. I know him personally. I'm, I feel like a terrible... <laughs> Former frog. Alumni. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. You're not going to be welcome in the alumni. I know. Seriously. Dude, what the heck? All right. Uh, have you even peeked at the Niners much on film yet? Uh, you diving into that thing? Uh, we know about Kittle. We talked about him. Jimmy Garoppolo, obviously. Mostert. Williams running backs. Solid offensive team uh, that uh, is uh, playing, obviously, pretty well. Yeah, I mean, I, personally, I haven't looked yet. You know, we just finished watching all the right. stuff from the game this, you know, obviously yesterday. Um, but I'll plan on diving into that tomorrow, probably re-watching the game that we had last time uh, again, and then also uh, looking at some uh, new films. How much better do you think you guys are playing on your side of the ball now versus Thanksgiving? Oh, a lot better. I mean, continuing to develop, building that chemistry even further and, and confidence, you know, guys staying up, making plays, and, just the camaraderie that we've been building all year, I think it's constantly growing stronger, especially with the way the season's been going. Yeah, yeah. What's your what's your first football memory, Ty? First football memory, like, ever? Yeah. Like, like what you, playing it or watching it? or Either one, about? what comes to mind? Go ahead. I remember when I was uh, six years old, first year, just finished my first year playing full contact football. Um, this is in Huffman, Texas. And I remember telling my dad after it, you know, I was number. Actually, ironically, <laughs> I played for the 49ers. Was my team. Uh oh. So ah. hey, hey, hold on now. You were you were six. You're forgiven now. I was six. Yeah, okay. well, forgiven. Yeah, but whatever. <laughs> Anyways, I don't even know where I was trying to connect. That it was a good way, but I guess it's only bad. But um, no, I finished that year, and I was like, told my dad, I was like, Dad, I want to play professional football. Like, I want to play in the NFL. I'll play college. I want to do that so bad. And I remember telling that being completely serious, which I was. And he was like, are you sure? Are you, are you serious? I was like, yeah. Was like, are you positive you want to do that? And I was like, yes. Because you're course. six. Because I'm six. And he's <laughs> like, well I'll, well, I'll help you get there. Yeah. I'm like, great, thanks. And sure enough, the next day, um, he comes down from his office with a um, vanilla envelope full of workouts. And I kid you not, like workouts I could do now and I'd be tired. Yeah, and I started doing that at six years old, and so I've been training for this since I was six years old. So that was my first memory. Tell them. Wow, wow! That's but like, that's that's just kind of Texas football culture, yeah. right? That's how it is. Yeah, it's the real deal. It's yeah. no joke. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Uh, wow. My parents moved to Oklahoma when I was in high school. I didn't go with them. I stayed up here and then went to college right away. But in Muskogee, thirty thousand for high school football games. I'm sure same thing in San Antonio. Wasn't it Texas? I mean, not thirty thousand, but we had like twelve. Yeah, that was still quite I a mean, bit. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, so it's, yeah, it's big down there. Thirty thousand. If you weren't in the NFL, what would you be doing career-wise? 
career rise. Uh, you know, I've always been interested, weirdly interested in medical sales. Oh. You know, I always wanted to be an orthopedic surgeon originally. Started uh, doing, or I started studying biology when I got to TCU and realized real quick that doing biology with football, full-time schedule, that was not working. <laughs> so realized, okay, how could I still be a part of that, but maybe not have to actually get a, you know, a medical degree, you know? Mm. And I uh, realized medical sales was was the way to go because i could be on surgeries kind of tell the doctor hey do this do that get to watch it all but i don't have to i'm not at <laughs> risk for actually yeah. messing it up yeah like, seriously yeah. messing yeah. something up knee bones connected yeah, to so the what thought it'd be exciting yeah. Right? You know? yeah really no that kidding. was that would be my idea though what was what was more nerve-wracking for you making your nfl debut or proposing to your now fiance you know i had full confidence proposing to her wasn't worried about it so i mean i was a little nervous nice. but most nervous i got when we had this cue with these two little girls are going to be running up on the beach like they're all you know they kind of tell her that hey by the way i think you're really pretty i mean the camera guy was in, in position so i will say i got started getting butterflies with that but definitely I, w I would say the first start that was pretty pretty crazy this you had production value to your proposal i did wow well, all, right, all right walk us walk us through Step one to the finale. How, do, how did this thing play out? This proposal? Yeah. All right. So um, first off, her mom was involved. All okay. right, her mom was big, big time help because I couldn't really make all these calls to photographers and all that stuff, you know, while I'm with her at, in Gulf Shores. Uh, right. So had her in the background setting it up. She was texting me, all right, this is, this is the cue when the, the guy's in position, you know, that kind of stuff. And so I'm here, and I, and I actually get the number of this guy, so he's letting me know, hey, I'll be there in like five minutes. So I'm trying to like stall. You know? <laughs> so we're sitting out on the beach. I'm trying to like, well, the sunset looks beautiful, you know, just trying to think of something <laughs> to keep my mind going. Um, so we're All the riveting topic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wow, look right. at the sunset. Trying to think of something because I'm like, getting kind of, yeah, really. I'm thinking about, all right, where's this guy going to be? I was like, at this point, I'm like, all right, where's he hiding at? There's like probably three spots he could be. Hmm. But, you know, what more obvious place to hide than in plain sight, right? So this guy walks out with his uh, two daughters and his wife to go start taking pictures of him. And the cue for me was – uh, it was supposed to be a little girl coming up and telling my fiance she thinks she's beautiful. I mean, it's all right, it's go time. So, um, sure oh, enough, we're sitting there talking. I'm looking around, I see these two little girls. Yeah, I see these two little girls, and they start running our way. I'm like, oh, shoot. I was like, here we, here we go. Um, they're like, they're weaving around. I'm like, these are them, this is the girls, right? There's like kind of different groups. I was like, oh, yep, this is them. Come up, hey, you're beautiful. And I'm like, game time. <laughs> stand up and I was like hey babe can you stand up with me real quick and she's like yeah like, what's up and she is so clueless about this whole thing I had no idea um, and just said hey you mind if I uh, take this other ring she had her mom's old uh, ring one of the first rings I think her mom had was a little rose with a diamond in the middle of it she had it sitting on that finger she always kept it there and I was like you mind if I take this off real quick and she's like wait why <laughs> I was oh. like and I started you know, doing the usual, hey, I just want to let you know how much you mean to me. I love you, this oh. kind of thing. And she was like, are you serious? Like, started like, sh she's like, I'm shaking. She's like, I might throw up right now. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, normally that's not the response you really expect. You maybe see some tears. You know, I can't believe it. But that was the response. But it was I'm going to puke on you now. Here it goes. Beautiful, beautiful nonetheless. And uh, sure enough, Gal was in position, had some great pictures. and For better, for worse. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, Congratulations. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. So you set a date? March 7th. All right. It's coming up. March Madness. Welcome. Exactly. Exactly. This March. This March. Woo! You don't mess around, Outstanding. friend. Outstanding. Well done. Nice. All right. Before I let you go, who's winning the game tonight? LSU, Clemson. I'm thinking LSU. Yeah, I am too. 
that's, that's my idea. I mean, Joe Burrow's just been getting after ants in, in New Orleans. It's kind of a home game. Yeah, the Clemson field. doesn't lose. They just don't lose. That's true. That should be fun. should be fun. It'll be a good one. It's a blast tonight visiting with you. You guys understand. I know you're all rookies to this, brand new to this, first playoff game, but the veterans have been pounding in your heads, especially like guys like Aaron Rodgers, Mercedes Lewis. You're not going to be in the championship game in the NFC every year now. You know that, Ty. Yeah, I hope you understand that. Oh, I've heard that from vets. Yeah, like you are not going to have times. this opportunity every single well, year. Well, you're a rookie and you get to do this. Like, you are lucky. Do not take this for granted. Yeah. I'm like, hey, I'm not. I'm do not take it here. for granted. Play the 111th. Sell out. Full bore. Every snap. Every yeah. chance you get. See yeah. what happens in San Francisco. Well, Santa Clara, wherever. And get to Miami, won't you? Yes, sir. Let's do it. All right. Ty Summers, our guest tonight.